Welcome to the Mouse Pals podcast. I'm Andrew, and I'm here with my pal, Jeff. Hey, everybody. And this is a 30-minute show about all talk about Disney parks and properties. We're going to bring you the news and dive deep into the most interesting topics about Disney. And here's the news. Sunday, uh, April 19th, the Disney Park employees started being furloughed today. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's rough. There's about 40,000 employees, but half of them are going to be uh, laid off. But at least they have some health insurance with that. And the best thing about it, and of course, there's really no best thing about being furloughed, is that they're going to be automatically enrolled into Florida unemployment. The CARES Act unemployment, which provides $600 from the CARES Act and about $275 from Florida State unemployment. Yeah, Jeff, it's it's bad news all around. I mean, as as everything, every kind of business has the same impacts. Even our our favorite companies like Walt Disney are impacted by this tragic pandemic. But um, it's it's good to know. It sounds like they worked out a deal with the. Walt Disney unions that will put them in the best position. I think I've told you this before, and maybe for our listeners, a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, his his girlfriend, she apparently will be in roughly about the same. She won't be losing much, much money because of unemployment plus the health insurance that they're going to keep through Walt Disney. So, so it's good news for our cast members that, that we love so much and bring them happy, bring us happiness that, that they will be in a good position. Yeah, it's a tough time. Everyone's doing not so well, but at least they have, at least Disney's taking care of their boys to the extent that they can take care of them for the time being. I have some news about some annual pass holders still paying or uh, payments actually have been suspended. Yeah, yeah, that. I got that email. I think you probably got that email too, Jeff, where, I did. where Disney was explaining the options they were essentially saying that uh they're they're not going to be discounting anything but for the days the park is closed which makes sense uh you're going to get some sort of credit for that and you're going to get an option so so what they did was that that you're going to end up paying the full price that that you would for the the whole year you're not going to be discounted any but um the date can be extended out or you can call for a refund. The monthly payment plans, uh, people who are on the monthly payment plans, like I am, will have their passes resume when the, the parks back open back up until their normal expiration date. But um, you know, alternatively, you can call them, call Disney, and get that pass extended calling the normal VIP pass holder support line when it reopens. And then you just essentially get those, your time period on your pass extended in for the number of days the park was closed. Um, Jeff, have you kind of thought about what, what option you're going to take? Yeah, we thought about my wife and I, Annie, uh, we thought about actually extending our pass. So as we said earlier, we do a monthly payment plan. And I think the best thing to do is really, if you plan on going to parks immediately when, the, when it opens or uh, sometimes soon after, uh, I don't know how many people will be anxious to do that, but cost effectively extend out the pass because assuming that when the park reopens, 
it'll probably be the time where they start raising the prices. So I think if you plan on going back to Disney, which I'm sure many of you are, extend the pass out, call them up, and that's the best bang for your buck. Yeah. So you don't want to be charged more. Yeah, I agree. That's that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm with you. I've thought about it for a bit. Well, number one, you bring up a great point about the prices. You Because once you – they like to raise the prices in the fall sometime. Right now, my pass renews at the end of September. And – you know, that's roughly around the same time. So, so I'll probably get, be able to get it. Uh, you know, who knows if they're going to be raising the prices this year as a result of it. They're, they're like many other companies are going to be losing out on revenue, but, but they may understand that the prices for everybody else, everybody else has lost money or, or haven't been able yep. to make as much money. So, so who knows? It's just been a, a wacky year. So, so we'll see what Disney does, but, but I agree just to hedge your bets. I'm going to be doing the same thing. Additionally, I like to keep, you know, right now it looks like it'll be maybe two, three months at the, the minimum amount of times it's going to be closed. Who knows? It could last until late summer into the early fall. So it'll put me right around a calendar year change, which I think just is clean, makes sense. And, you know, if I ever want to go on and off, sometimes I like to maybe, maybe one year I'll take off a annual pass, which, which hasn't happened in, in many years and years. I don't expect myself doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, um, especially after these terrible times. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be making, I'm going to, me making use of it and making up for all that lost time that time that that you know us we had a we had a, pl a trip planned at we the did. end of march and uh to go and enjoy the my favorite time the flower and garden festival and my favorite, of festival. favorite time exactly too. they make it beautiful i was really excited to seeing it seeing our, our friend from from up from Massachusetts come down. So we're going to have a great get together, celebrate my recent engagement, celebrate our friends' recent engagement. But, yeah. you know, so so we'll be making up for it when, when it finally reopens. Social distancing, of course, but um, certainly be making use of that annual pass for the, the foreseeable future. Yeah, the early projections, according to the Florida models from the Florida government, or looking at June, sometime in June, but of course with social distancing, but that's at minimum. So, But there is some good news, though. There's there's some construction still going on, uh, albeit at a slower rate. We still have a lot of rides to be looking forward to in the future. Uh, we got the Ratatouille ride. we got the Tron ride. Um, we got the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And there's some hotels opening up. So we got things to look forward to. We do, we do. And it's it makes me very excited because that's – for me, those are two, three of the most exciting rides that that Disney's bringing up. Disney has been stepping up their game recently. Not that it was bad in the, the first place, but those three rides just look fantastic. I'm really excited for for those rides for different reasons. Um, yeah, also, their, uh, Marriott is, is building a hotel right next to the Swan and Dolphin. Uh, it'll be the Cove Hotel and based on some news reports the construction continues on that as well so maybe we'll be able to when we get returned we'll be able to see a lot of progress that's being made because right now if you've been to epcot recently they've they've got a lot of it cordoned off a lot of it's going under construction kind of like hollywood studios Sorry. was the last few years before the galaxy's edge and um toy story land so 
you know, hopefully they'll be able to take a good chunk out of time and build a lot of things up while, while nobody's in the park. And when we get there, it'll be just a few steps closer to being able to see what they do with that Guardians of Galaxy ride, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, it's, it, we got things to look forward to. It's not a matter of if uh, Disney op- is opening up. It's a matter of when. So we look forward to that day. That's right. Have you been watching any Disney Plus or getting your Disney fix uh, by watching? I think ABC had a little special sing-along. My wife and I did that. Oh, okay. We, d- we missed it. How was it? It was very good. It was about an hour long. We sung along. There's some good songs out there. Be our guest. Okay. Some other famous songs as well from the Pocahontas. A lot of old famous, a lot of old famous tunes that we could sing along. It was very entertaining. It sounds fun. It sounds fun. We, being our, our cable cutters, we didn't we don't have ABC, but uh, not sure if it was on any other platforms. It might have been on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, we we could, we, check that out. We could have done it. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll catch it if it's um still up there or loaded up there. Maybe they did it, and so we can look at that. It certainly looked exciting. Um, I'm not sure anybody needs to hear me sing, but but uh, my dog certainly seemed to enjoy it. Good. Well, good. Let's, uh, well, let's start talking about our top five list right here. We're going to talk about the top five sit-down restaurants at uh, the parks. Yep. And now these are in the parks itself, because I know you, Jeff, are a big fan, me too, of, of the park-adjacent restaurants, those, those restaurants that are at the hotels and the Disney Springs that are fantastic, top quality, world-class restaurants. But we focus today, we want to focus only on those sit-down restaurants in the parks itself. That's right. Yeah. So why don't we start, we're going to go kind of backwards. We're going to go with our fifth and then work towards the top restaurant, number one restaurant that each of us has. You're going to go with one. I'm going to go with one and we'll kind of read it back and forth and we'll be able to talk about it at that point. So Jeff, maybe do you want to start out? Yeah, I'll start off with my top uh, five. We're starting with number five. It's inspired by Disney's Beauty and the Beast. It's a French inspired menu and it has a lot of great dishes, of course. you got to start off with the French onion soup. I love French onion soup. Super tasty. And you got to follow it with a nice big old steak. They have other things like scallops and I think uh, some fish. But the theming is, is the best part about the place. Besides, obviously, getting alcohol at Magic Kingdom. Uh, you can get wine and beer. Yeah, that certainly is a, is a plus. Um, I'll say, like I've... I think you know, maybe maybe I haven't told you this before, but but I'm a shameful, shameful Disney fan. I have never been to be our guest, and I am excited to do it. I, I want to do it, but I'm always intimidated. I think that the lines are, are certainly um, scary to me. I, I don't like to brave the lines. I don't like to wait in line, but um, I I certainly want to experience this. What is it, Jeff? What is it about the experience that that you like the best? Well, there's several different rooms in the restaurant based on the movie. The main area, they have the main dining room, which they have the big ballroom. Mm. It's it's huge, tall ceilings, gold color everywhere. It it looks amazing. They have the library, uh, which has, I believe, the famous uh, Enchanted Rose from the movie. And they have a a couple other rooms as well, but... uh, my our favorites ones we stayed in was the library and the grand ballroom, which was absolutely amazing. And 
the service is impeccable. And one of the cool things, if you go during lunchtime, which I don't know if they, we haven't been there for dinner time, is that you could actually order off the app and you go inside where they call you and within a certain amount of time, you'll get your drinks and you get your food oh, wow. by just yeah. sitting down where you are. That's nice. Yeah, that's a good, a good plus and good perk for that. Yeah. So what's your uh, number five? Jeff, mine, we're going to have to leave the Magic Kingdom and go right to Hollywood Studios. We're going to, based on both nostalgia, my personal nostalgia, as well as the nostalgia of American kind of history, we'll go right to the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, which is a good dining option. It's unique in that it is very styled towards the 1950s time period my dad was was is a big kind of sci-fi fan he also grew up in the 50s mm-hmm. so we would always make this a number one place to go to when we went when we as a family hit up hollywood studios when i was growing up so i love the sci-fi yeah it's it's just great uh they have sci-fi movies these b movies playing in the background it's styled as if it were a uh, drive-in theater and you get to sit inside these these cars which back when i was a kid kid andrew growing up loved that i thought it was very cool kind of sitting in these cool old I school still think exactly cool. <laughs> i mean i still think it's cool too but but first thing i kind of go when i get there i just love their their burgers it it makes me mm-hmm. Bring back those those memories of growing up. You just can't go classic wrong with Americana. It, exactly, just classic American is, is a great way to put it. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you been there, Jeff? And it, you like it? I yeah. love it. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of our favorite places too. We, I love being able to watch those old flicks. Probably, I guess they're like thirty second clips of some black and white old school movies. It's really fantastic to watch there and. Yeah, eat that classic Americana food, which is uh, French fries and a hamburger and like the fall with a nice uh, thing of ice cream because we love having ice cream here. And it's, uh, I think they make some delicious milkshakes and uh, you can have a nice hot fudge sundae. All, all very fun. Oh, absolutely. No dinner would be complete without that delicious <laughs> ice cream walking out very stuffed. So, okay, Jeff, what's yeah. your number four? My number four restaurant, we're going to go, we're going to, go from Hollywood Studios into Animal Kingdom. The Yak and Yeti restaurant, it's one of the first restaurants as soon as you go into the park that you see in there. It's, uh, it's an Asian, obviously, an Asian-inspired uh, restaurant. And they have some delicious dishes. We have, they have the firecracker shrimp. It reminds me kind of like, I don't know if it's been to Bonefish, but they, it's like basically like a deep-fried shrimp and it has like a spicy aioli sauce you dip in it. Oh, it's oh so that good. sounds fantastic. And then sometimes we like to get the tuna nachos and it's just cubes of delicious, fresh tuna. And oh, delicious. I mean, that could be a meal in itself. But um, if we were to get a nice dinner there or a nice uh, meal, I'd probably go with the, the Indian dish, the tiki masala mm. chicken. And that's always that's always Yeah, fantastic. tiki masala is... So good. I, I, I've never had it. At, I've never been to this restaurant either. You know, the Jeff, this is why I enjoy talking to you because 
food and restaurants are definitely a place where that, that I think you appreciate and you always give great advice on. So listeners definitely make sure to, to hit up where, where Jeff says for sure. Um, and this one is, is probably the next time I go to animal kingdom, this one's going to be on my list. Got to check it out. What's your number four? So my number four is headed to not for the last time this episode, but for the first time right now is is Epcot. It's going to be at the French Pavilion, and it is in Monsieur Paul. It is a kind of classic French restaurant. My my fiance Sophie, she's a French citizen, grew up going to France every every year when she was growing up. So she's used to French cuisine. And I will say that the first time I brought her here, she was hesitant. She, she was going to roll her eyes. She, she wasn't sure, you know, they're just like, Oh, what is, what is this kind of fake food? What is it like? You know, they're probably just kind of Disney being touristy. They're just going to you know, put something together and call it French and, and who knows, but but the first, she was really surprised by kind of how authentic that food was and how good it was too. And so that is definitely one of the top restaurants for me. It, it, it's, you know, almost sitting like a, a Parisian restaurant sitting there and, and enjoying some classic French cuisine. I'll, I'll say that when I go there, I, I definitely, it's, it's a little on the, the expensive side, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they just have some great food. I always have to start out with that, the escargot, and I I love escargot. Yeah, I love exactly. <laughs> they they do a great job of it, and at food and wine in the France Pavilion or those that escargot. Mm-hmm. I, I always try to get it uh, every year, but they just they go over the top with it at Monsieur Paul, and you know, I follow it up usually with with some sort of. You really can't go wrong with anything I've ever had there, but I've had some roasted duck and they just put this kind of puree on top and it is, it's out of this world. Good. Yeah. I, I've been to Mr. Paul a couple of times and uh, it was used to be first start off with Paul Bosque. That's why you get Mr. Paul. And he was a very famous French chef. He died actually, unfortunately mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, but yeah, I think he changed some, some great uh, chefs that we probably know today. Uh, and then of course he had a, uh, he was a former Michelin uh, star yeah. owner. So uh, reflects exactly. It's very high shows. quality. Delicious shows. Food. Definitely. Um, so what about you? What's, what's next for you? Well, my number three, would I be going back to the magic kingdom and go to the jungle navigation company limited? Skipper oh, that's Kansas. a good choice. Good I choice. just say, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, Skipper Canteen for short. It's one of the newer ones. And uh, this place likes to also do a lot of Asian dishes. Maybe I'm getting some sort of Asian theme here. I do like Asian food. But they have a lot of good dishes. And they have like some nice delicious dumplings with, I think, pork in it. And one of the coolest things is they have a whole fried fish. Oh, yeah. I have not had that. How is it? It's, it's delicious. And it's a little intimidating <laughs> to look at. But it's... It's 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 something to be had, and it's usually made out of a or this fish of choice is usually a nice snapper. It's not too big, but not too small, and it's uh, it's it's a fun experience in there. It's one of the of my opinions 
is one of the better restaurants in Magic Kingdom, of course, along with Be Our Guest. One of the newer restaurants, I think, are pretty good at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely working its way into the rotation for me when I when I head to Magic Kingdom. It's also got a cool atmosphere. You really can't go wrong with with it when you go there. So, you know, the the, the problem with Disney is they're 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 just doing such a good job that it's really hard to pick among some of these restaurants sometime and it's, it's hard to pick a place to go otherwise you know I, if i had my choice i'd go to some of these restaurants and i'd just be walking out of disney 200 pounds bigger and, and waddling out <laughs> that's right yeah, disney has really stepped up their food game in the past maybe 10 years or something like that and it really shows into some of their newer restaurants a lot of different variety and of course it actually tastes very well so what's your number three well Jeff, I'm going to I'm going to take us back out of a Magic Kingdom and work us over to Hollywood Studios yet again for the the last time today. We're going to head to Hollywood Studios. You're going to be going, you're going to be walking right as you enter the park. You walk, you keep walking, you turn towards Starbucks, look at it and then no no, you keep going just a little bit further and you're <laughs> you're going to be at the Brown Derby, which is for me, another good nostalgic classic American restaurant, Brown Derby. For those who don't know, it is a uh, iconic restaurant from Los Angeles that that started in the 1920s and was really just a Hollywood type restaurant, which makes it perfect, obviously, for Hollywood studios. Um, yeah, it's it is this Spanish mission style facade, which in the inside, um, very southern californian type and it is just a good place for quality classic american fare i they so disney for those who don't know the history of it this this iconic restaurant disney this was one of the first restaurants in in mgm back then now hollywood studios and Disney licensed the the ability to use the actual Brown Derby restaurant in 1987, first time. Yeah, and then cool. it then they 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 used it. They've and since have adopted it in other parks throughout the world. But the first one that they opened up was was there in in Hollywood Studios, and it except for maybe changing up the rest the menu to make it better and delicious. They they have. Um, you put a put a good effort in, and it's it's just a good classic American restaurant here now. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it seems like they have a separate area mm -hmm. outside bar, which just seems to be uh, serves food as well, which we like to go to. If you can't get inside the Brown Derby, you always check outside the bar, which is right to the right of the entrance. Yeah. If you're and do they order. have a full menu? Uh, I think you can still order from the full menu. I'm not sure. It's uh, depends on maybe how the, the waiter or the waitress. Uh, wants to do it, but um, I think you might be able to order from the menu. Yeah, and the, the last time I went, I had this this andouille crusted chicken breast, which was amazing. It was on a good sandwich with bacon and ch cheddar cheese. It was so good. It was mm. a really delicious meal. And you know, I think I think. The cocktails are also something to go. I know, I know you're a fan, Jeff, of those cocktails there. Yeah, it's they have a lot of cool different cocktails, all themed from the old 
uh, Hollywood-esque, uh, I guess the film noir uh, era. So it's, it's, it's really cool. And they have a lot of good different drinks named after celebrities. Yep. Good classic cocktails. If that's your, your thing. So, okay, Jeff, uh, where are you going to take us now? I'm going to stick with my Asian theme and then <laughs> go to okay. Epcot and the Japan pavilion Tapanido. Mm. I, I'm a big fan of sushi. I, I think am. You are too, I'm definitely, you? this is a top, uh, top choice. And we love sushi rolls. I love sushi rolls. And they can get sushi rolls, sushi pieces. One of my favorite rolls is uh, the volcano roll. It's a California roll. And probably a lot of people know a California roll. It's a fake crab or crab with a K with cucumber and wrapped in rice and seaweed. And this one is a California roll topped with tuna, yellowtail, snapper, Mm. Salmon and smelt roll, and also has a tempura crunch on top, which is delicious. All top with a nice little bit of spicy chili mayo. Also oh yeah, good. I I agree. That is sushi's one of my top foods. I love it, and this is like like many other foods. You're really not going to find much better food out there. Disney just focuses on excellence and focuses on perfection when they they do this and and like epcot all the rest of epcot they they bring in actual actual japanese chefs and cooks to make it an authentic meal and they strive for quality and it's no different at this restaurant it's just the sushi if you're looking for sushi it's top notch it's so good and of course when you're there you've got to wash down some sushi with some Mm -hmm. sake are you a warm sake or a cool, cold sake guy? You know, I think most of the time it's hot out at Disney, hot out at Walt Disney yeah. World, hot out at Epcot. So you got to get some cold sake. But, you know, if it's uh, the mood's right and you're there for dinner, uh, a nice yeah, warm sake that's, will do. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I usually love warm sake, but the cold sake, when it is the middle of the day, 90 degrees, mm-hmm. when it's in August or September, I agree. What other? Uh, well, I'm going to go right across the pond there in, in Epcot and take us to La Cellier. This is a must for those romantic diners or going to, to dinner for the first time at Epcot. And this is the at the Canadian Pavilion. It's kind of hidden away there. You'll see a big sign when you're walking around the Canadian Pavilion. And La Cellier Steakhouse, you walk in, you curl around, you kind of go under the the Canadian Pavilion, and it is just a good restaurant and, and great, great um, Canadian food. It is my favorite place for a steak on property at the Disney parks. They have these fillets that are out of this world. Um and all, all I got to say, I had never thought I would like it. It seemed like an odd combination, but that is the first place I've had poutine, which they, yeah, it, it is Ooh, gravy well. and, and cheese. I guess you can't go wrong with either one of those at any one time, but but the first time I had it was at Les Cellier, and that was probably a great place to to, for, to try it out for the first time. Yeah, you got to love, uh, I mean, the other place, if you can't go to Canada, <laughs> then I would be going to Les Cellier and getting some poutine, just dip oh. those French fries in that gravy and that cheese. Mm, this is all oh. mm. exactly you're making, me you're too. Really I, can, can we just break into the the Disney parks right now? Just scale the okay. scale the walls. Uh, let's do it. Um, oh, I would. I would love some. 
Yeah, it's a place that I, I we definitely have to visit. I've never visited. So oh, you have haven't been there. That's surprising. You talking about it. It almost seems like an adventure to actually get to the actual place because you really do have to go to a Canadian pavilion. And it is an adventure. Yeah, you, but you, you have to make well. their, your your way there. The first time I was there, I it was one of those, those mid-Florida rainstorms where it just rains pouring hard for about an hour. And then I was just caught in the middle of it, soaking wet, and walked in to La Cellier, which they had the the Florida summer air conditioner on, where they have it on. They must have it on 55 degrees, and it's blasting. So I was cold the whole time. But you know what made me feel better? Mm. A little poutine and steak. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Something to warm you up. That's right. All right. What is your number one? Drum roll. My number one restaurant at a Disney theme park is Tuto Gusto, and that's still staying at Epcot. I think Epcot, I guess, with all the delicious uh, mm-hmm. cuisines they have, it, Italian is one of my favorites. I know I've been talking about Asian a lot, but Tuto Gusto really reflects my uh, ideal way of relaxing, eating food at Disney. It's a more of like a lounge in the back of Tuto Italian, in the back of the Italian pavilion, which Absolutely. I know you've been to, we've been there a bunch of times. So they have a, their own menu there, uh, separate from Tutu Italia, but it's a nice lounge menu. We have the ability to have meats or cheeses or pasta or a combination of all three. Uh, we usually get the bruschetta, the fresh prosciutto, and la tour, which is a soft cow's milk cheese, and they put some uh, bread with it too and it's, it's definitely yeah they amazing. definitely have one of the most interesting menus and it is this is a hidden away and it makes it just a perfect environment when you go in there's usually a little bit of a line as you're waiting outside you got to put your name mm-hmm. in you have to have your whole party when you get there but uh, once you get in, it's bustling with activity. The Italian servers are always so generous and, and helpful. And it is a, a just a bustling place that makes – it gives you a, a good Italian feel. Once you, you're sitting there and, and sitting down with a glass of wine in your hand and their dish, delicious meals, it is really a good time. Like you said, we are always – it is – there are very few restaurant places to me that are a must on every trip, and Tuto Gusto is is one of those. It's a place that we look forward to pretty much every time. And we're talking about the wine, the ability to get wine flights, which is samples of wines, uh, usually reds or whites, uh, from a variety of different regions in Italy, is absolutely fantastic, and it's a great respite away from uh, the rest of the park. And the cool thing is, is that you don't have to stick to either just meats or cheeses mm-hmm. or pasta. You can get a combination. Like I said earlier, we get the bruschetta, which is a nice fr- yeah. uh, Italian loaf chopped up or cut up in, in slices, topped with uh, fresh tomatoes and olive oil and a little bit of salt. It's so good. And you can pair that with the, one of the meats, the prosciutto. You can compare it with also uh, the cheeses. They charge you separately for each one, and they don't have to. You don't have to be limited to just either a meat 
for cheese. Yeah, and I think you introduced me to it. It blew my mind when when um, we figured that out, and that is definitely the way to go. You can have a little bit of meat on one. You have a little bit of vegetables. I I love the olive oil marinated artichokes. There, it's a, a delicious Italian treat and, and everything, as you can imagine, it's, there's a lot of heavy olive oil, which for me is fantastic. Um, exactly. It, exactly. It's That's what I tell myself. Um, and they have this really good um, goat's milk cheese and they just, I, I love the olive platter that they have. There's, there's really, you can't go wrong with, with a lot of the different kind of tapas style dishes that they have yeah it really wants me to break into disney right now that's right i'll take everything i'll take one of everything well mine is not too far away both in on the map as well as in epcot and we're going to go right to the beer garden uh and yeah this is place i know we've been together but for your for your bachelor party jeff um, and, and I thank you for that because it is never a dull time there for it is in the Germany pavilion right at the back. You go, you walk right in and you just get immersed in this active environment. You have a lot of things going on at once. Everybody's sitting together in this beer hall type atmosphere. Everybody's on these kind of picnic benches inside these long benches, uh, sitting with each other, talking, socializing with these big steins of beer that you really can't get anywhere else on property yeah. and just delicious German beer. Um, that's right. Liters Farva, of beer. Farva. I'll take a liter of beer, please. Um, <laughs> they also have a stage there where German performers showcase authentic Oktoberfest shows throughout the day, wearing Lederhosen and, Lederhosen and everything. And you'll also be able to get a, a buffet style. There's also table service, but but I, I opt for the buffet and get the amazing German dishes, which are just close to my heart and my stomach. Um, you have the, the bratwurst, you have pretzels, you have potato, everything, sausages. Uh, it is just a really amazing restaurant for me and that's why it's my number one it's fits my personality and it's just fantastic have you you've obviously been there jeff what do you think i think we have some stories <laughs> to talk about in future podcasts but i gotta say that i do uh, really enjoy the beer garden i love german food as well i guess i like all types of food but they're really good at making um they're they're bratwurst uh, and they have their delicious german potato salad oh so good and it's just really it's really a fun time in there. It's a great German beer hall. Yep, really I agree. Um, and with that, that ends our deep dive into our top five sit down restaurants. Um, That's right. And you know, if you guys have any uh, questions, feel free to send those in to us. Post them on our Facebook page. Make sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from because we would really appreciate it. It helps us get discovered and it makes us able to keep yep. doing this and, and get uh, and share this more with, with our, 
our fellow friends and family who love Disney just as much as we do who like to talk about everything Disney and the Disney parks. Yeah. Uh, please rate us. We look forward to hear from you or always feel free to send us your yeah, questions. Yeah, and, and actually let us know Stay on Facebook, on, on the Facebook group. Join our, our Facebook group and let us know which restaurants are your top five, which ones are your must-haves, and, and we'll read them off on next shows, read our, our favorite comments, and uh, we, we look forward to hearing from you next time.